Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Dude, you guys like the Bible? This thing's thrashed. I don't know about you guys, but I get really whacked when I get revelation from Jesus. Prophetic time for me is just sitting in a car or walking, you know, and then Jesus just bringing some scripture to me, and then I go a little bit deeper, and I go, wow, that's fun. I love the Bible. I don't know about you guys, but it's really fun for me, and I get the mic today, so you're going to have to listen. If you guys got Bibles, we're going to talk about sheep. We're going to go to the book of Revelation first, and then we're going to go to the book of Genesis. So we're going backwards. We're going to start at the end, go to the beginning. Um, Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Thank you that we're outside. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this church. Father, we thank you for the words that were being spoken today. We thank you for hearts open to hear from you, encounter you, walk with you, grab hold of you. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you that you're walking in our midst. We thank you that you're alive and active here. Father, we thank you that you're powerful and you're mighty to save. We love you, God. Amen. This week I've been, uh, I was, well, this all started because I was studying in my Bible at a coffee shop. I don't know about you guys, but I like coffee shops. And I was studying about the Lamb of God. And when I was studying about it, I just went down a rabbit hole and I was just having so much fun. And then past things I was thinking about. And then the Lord was just piling on these thoughts and encouragements. And I was just getting, I don't know about you, but my terminology, I was getting zapped. I was getting joy bubbles in me. And I'm so excited actually to say what I'm about to say to you. I don't know what it is about uh, sheep and lambs, but they make me laugh when I think about it. Um, the idea of Jesus, you know, sweet white Jesus with the baby white little lamb in his hand. You guys know what I'm talking about? I'm about to like completely throw that out and it's going to look way different. It's actually really funny. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of sheep. I don't know know if you guys know this. This is really wild. There's actually quite a few different kinds of sheep. Did you know that? Did you know that there's sheep with like six horns? You know that there's a sheep called Jacob's sheep? Jacob, like in the Bible? It's got anywhere from two to six horns on its head. You guys know that rams are also sheep? A male sheep with horns is a ram. You guys know there's like, you know, the football team doesn't go, you know, they're not the sheep. It's not the sheep versus the 49ers. It's the rams. But they're sheep. They're sheep. I don't know where we get the idea of this, like, hornless little babies. Hey, listen, the sheep in the Bible, like, these sheep, dude, they like, got horns, man. They're wild. They're warrior sheep. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. Say, I'm not a pansy sheep. Say, I'm not a dumb sheep. Yeah, that's good news. Say, I'm a powerful sheep. Say, I'm a wise sheep. You guys know Jesus is funny, dude, in the Bible. He's got... The dude's got, he's coming up, he's in heavenly, we're about to get really mystical too, here we go. John the Beloved's in heaven, he's hanging out, he's watching all these angels, 
And then there's the father sitting on, whoa, he's sitting on his throne. He's got a big scroll in his hand. And an angel says, who's worthy to open the scroll? Who's worthy to open the scroll? And the Bible says they looked around. There was none that could open the scroll. John began to weep, cry. This is around Revelation chapter 5 or so. He begins to cry because no one's worthy to open the scroll. But then the lamb says, or an angel says to him, he says, hey, don't cry. The lamb of God, he's worthy. We're going to get into it in a second. But don't you think it's wild that God is the one holding the scroll and they say, who's worthy to open it and none in heaven can open it? God's the one holding the scroll. Isn't that wild? Anybody ever like, the, hey, everybody waved to News Channel 4? They heard I was preaching today. They was, you know. It's like Joel Olsen's in town, you know? We've got to get this on film. This is this Micah guy. I'm just kidding. Where was I? Jesus, God. God is on the throne. He's got a scroll, right? Yet he wasn't. The, who was worthy to open the scroll? God the Father is holding it, yet it was the Lamb. It's interesting that it's not because God is in his sovereignty on a throne that he's going to, to rule and reign from that just because of that. But he actually demonstrates his love through the Lamb, through his sacrifice. And he actually is worthy. He's worthy to rule, to reign. You guys understand what I'm saying? Listen, you could be, you could be seated with him in heavenly places, but he's going to get you to a place where you actually live out, demonstrate the power of God, the love of Christ, to where you're literally worthy to live this thing out. Not because of your efforts, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. This, this lamb comes up, guys. This lamb comes up. This is really wild. We're going to really mystical right now. Some of you that never read your Bibles are going to be like, what is going on? This lamb comes up. This is Jesus. He's got seven eyes. Everybody say, whoa. <laughs> He's got seven horns. Seven eyes and seven horns. What is going on? You see, a lot of times, it's funny, when we think of sheep, we just think, that, number one, we think they're really weak, pansy sheep, and we think they're really dumb. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about sheep, but sheep typically, some sheep, will just follow each other around and do whatever. They don't really have brains. The second type is they're, they're, they're really weak, right? You have the animals coming in, killing all the sheep. You guys following with me? Jesus, the reason he's got seven horns is seven horns, horns are like power. Horns are authority. Okay? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The eyes is perception, wisdom. He sees from every angle. He ain't no dumb sheep. You guys following with me, bro? Yeah? The Bible says it's like the seven spirits of God. Anyways, we're going to get off the mystical train for a second. You're a sheep. You're a sheep too. But you ain't some little baby sheep. I want to say this about Jesus. Ready for this? Oh, this is so good. Follow with me. I know some of you are like in heaven. You're still there. This is Revelation chapter 5. He said, who's worthy to open the scroll? He begins to weep loudly. Verse 4, I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. One of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and the seven seals. Listen, this lamb comes up, and how is the lamb introduced? The lamb's introduced as the lion. The lamb's introduced as the rightful king. Isn't that fun? And it's not that, oh, he just suffered, but he conquered. 
This is a warrior lamb. This is a lamb that has the heart of a lion. This is a lamb that's a king. Yeah. Super powerful. When he came, he wasn't like, oh, I got to die on a cross. He was ramming the devil. He was setting you free. Through his love, it was so violent. Do we understand this? This is like Bible talk. His lo- he says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Jesus' sacrifice and being a lamb, being a sheep, was him in love completely going on the offensive and attacking. It was literally the heart of a lion through his sacrifice. When you love people, it's warfare. You don't go, oh man, I just got to love people. I guess people are just going to beat me up my whole life because I'm a Christian. No, you're loving people on the offensive. You're a lion in your heart. Listen, Jesus is holding you. Yeah, you're a baby little lamb, but you got like horns, multiple coming out of your head. Think about that picture. That's wild. You guys, some of you guys have nightmares or something. No, I'm just kidding. All right, go to Genesis. Let's read a story together so you all believe me. Genesis chapter 30. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. Say, I'm a warrior sheep. I'm a warrior. <laughs> There's a couple of things I want you guys to, to learn from today is that, number one, you're a new creation. Two, you're really, really powerful. And that through loving people, you're going to demonstrate the power and the wisdom of God. Okay? Yay. This story is about Jacob. Everybody heard of Jacob in the Bible? Jacob's a guy who God sends to go get a wife, and he finds this girl. Angel comes, leads him. He's like, wow, that's a good girl. I want that girl. And then, and then he goes to the marriage day, and the dad swaps the girl out with, an, with their sister. He wakes up in the morning and goes, whoa, that ain't the girl I thought I married. And then the dad goes, oh, yeah, serve me for a more years, and then I'll give you the other daughter. So then he serves him more. He gets the other daughter. Now he's got two wives, Rachel and Leah. And then he's got to serve him for even longer. For like two decades, he serves Laban. The Bible says that Laban changes his wage like 10 times. Super shady guy. <laughs> like super shady. He changes his wage over and over again. Um, Jacob is kind of just like stuck in this weird predicament, but it comes to pass that Laban doesn't have favor for Jacob anymore, and God's like, you're going to be, you're going to be leaving this place. You're going to be leaving this place. And in this story, it's so interesting. Um, I'm just going to tell you Micah version. Y'all read it later. So Jacob is standing there, and he says, uh, Laban says, no, don't leave, because Laban's getting really, really wealthy, really wealthy with Jacob serving him, okay? He says, I don't want you to leave. And then Jacob's like, I'm going to leave. And he's like, okay, what do you want me to pay you? He says, and then he comes up with this idea, and this idea is spurred on because of a dream that he had. An angel actually came to him and spoke to him what to do. Everybody say, Jacob's a shepherd. Jacob's a shepherd. Okay, Jesus is a shepherd too, right? All right, we're going to get right back to that in a second. So he says to Jacob, okay, here's, here's, um, I want you to tell me what your wage is going to be. And Jacob says, I got an idea, but this idea is completely from God. God gave it to him, and it's beautiful. And he says, 
he says, okay, look at all your sheep. The bunch of them are white. And then there's a few, there's a few speckled and spotted sheep. These sheep had multiple horns. They're wild, okay? Listen, he goes, there's a few speckled and spotted sheep. And he says, how about this? I'll leave with the speckled and spotted sheep. I'll serve you for a little bit longer. I'm going to leave with those sheep. Whatever those sheep are, I'll keep them. Whatever the other sheep are, you keep them, Laban. Laban goes, that's a great idea. Laban takes it up a notch, takes all the speckled sheep out of the herd, takes them all out of the herd, and leaves the white ones with Jacob and goes, see ya, take care of them. Isn't that messed up? What a shady guy. You, you get all these white ones. Oh, yeah, you're going to get the, the, the speckled ones. I'll hold, I'll hold on to these for you. But see, he's saying, you ain't going to get any more. You ain't going to get any more. Right? There's a picture. It's like Jesus and the devil. I mean, Laban's not the devil, but, but follow me for a second. Okay? Jesus has come to get some sheep. He's come to get you in his house. He's come to take you out of one pasture and bring you into another. He's come to make you a new kind of sheep. All right? So what does he do? What does Jacob do? He has all these white sheep. This is wild. He goes and takes three different tree branches. Is this getting weirder? Takes three tree branches from different trees. Forget what they were. It's like a chestnut. I don't know. I forget trees. He, he takes three different trees, and he, he rips off the bark of them. He, he shows the inside of the trees, and he puts them in water. Water. The sheep would go, bad, bad, go down to the water to drink it, but they'd also mate there too. So when they're mating there in front of these sticks in a, in a river, next thing you know, the babies are coming out spotted and speckled. And they're also super strong. It says in your Bible, read it. And Laban's sheep are all feeble and weak. And all of a sudden, these sheep that are being born to Jacob are strong, healthy, raw sheep. And it's just growing and growing and growing miraculously. Isn't that weird? What's up with this? You guys know the good shepherd took a hold of a tree for you. You guys know he took a hold of a tree? It's called the cross. Yeah? Why three? Is the death, burial, and resurrection the gospel? Puts it in the water. What's the water? It's called your baptism. Let's go. We're going to start preaching. <laughs> Puts the sticks in the water. Why? Because the death of Christ going into the water, death, burial, and resurrection. These sheep are coming. When they behold it, they're changed, transformed, born again, new birth, out of one family into another, out of the deceiver into the kingdom. Let's go. Isn't this getting fun? I'm not even kidding, you guys. You guys all got a phone. You're never going to do this in church, but you're going to do it right now. You guys got a phone? Get your phone out. If someone doesn't have a phone, look at the person next to you. I want you to open up Google right now. Just do this, because I don't have a screen to show you. It's worth it. I want you to type in Jacob's sheep. Jacob's sheep. This is really fun. This is crazy. Look at it. Jacob's sheep. Isn't that wild? How many of you guys know sheep look like that? There's a lot of people that actually think these are, the, these are the sheep that actually came from the time of Jacob. Isn't that wild? Look at those things. They have between two to six horns. I think it's crazy. Everybody say, I'm not a weak sheep. I'm not a weak sheep. 
Say, I'm a strong sheep. I'm a strong sheep. <laughs> you guys know that being a sheep is synonymous in the Bible with being a sacrifice, yeah? God, God, wants, you, God wants you not to be weak and pansy. He wants you to be filled with love so that you sacrifice yourself for the sake of others where you demonstrate the lion of God. The kingship of God, listen, the king was seated on the throne with a scroll. Who's worthy to open it? It was demonstrated through the lamb. Your kingship as a son of God is not demonstrated in you ruling and reigning over people. It's demonstrated in you serving and loving people, laying down your life for others. Isn't that fun? You guys know that you have so much power as a sheep you know, some people abuse their power as a sheep. Some, some, some people abuse their power as a sheep. They use the power, these horns that God's given them, the wisdom that God's given them, and then they attack others, they trample others. You guys know sheep can actually do that? Some of you are like, I thought all sheep just go ba ba ba, and you just cut their wool and that's it. You guys ever, you know, this is a funny story, you ready for this? This is about bad sheep, here we go. You guys know uh, who Thomas Jefferson was? The president, Thomas Jefferson, early 1800s. Thomas Jefferson, uh, uh, it was like 1800-something, in late 1700s. Thomas Jefferson had sheep. The guy was a farmer, you know, before he was president. And uh, he had a sheep. He had a killer sheep that hung out in the front of the White House. I don't know if you guys know this. The, the thing had four horns. It wasn't, it wasn't a Jacob sheep. It was a different kind of sheep. But it had four horns. Chilling in front of the White House. And back then they didn't have the big gate that they have now, you know, separating everybody from the White House. But people, would, people were walking in front of the White House trying to cut through. And the sheep would literally attack people. Like, legit. Like, it, it had power, right? Like, it rammed a dude and the dude was like, couldn't walk for like, I think it was either six weeks or six months. It killed a kid. Like, Thomas Jefferson's sheep killed a kid in front of the White House. Isn't that wild? And they didn't even kill the sheep right then. They should have killed that sheep. That was a bad sheep. They didn't even kill it. And then they go, oh, let's just put it at a different house. They put that sheep at a different house. The sheep breaks out of its pen, attacks other sheep, and kills a bunch of little lambs. Then they're like, okay, let's kill it. I think you probably should have killed it when it was attacking people in the very beginning. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I do know. <laughs> you have a lot of power. Being a sheep doesn't mean that you're some... Ah, people are going to just beat me up all the time. Dude, you have so much power. You have so much power from the Holy Spirit. Wisdom from God. There's actually people that abuse that. May we never be people that bite and devour one another, the Bible says. That's bad sheep. The end is not good for bad sheep. Right? May, may we never do that. In fact, you're so powerful. Sometimes we're like, man, how powerful. Dude, you're so powerful. Your words have so much power of life and death. You can build or tear down. What are we choosing to do? Well, number one, do we recognize how much power we have? How do we see ourselves? Am I just, is he my shepherd? I'm just like, bad, bad. Hopefully the devil doesn't come and just rock me one day. No, dude. You're a lion. You're a sheep. 
a warrior sheep. The devil's afraid of you. He's going to get ran by you because God's in you. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Yeah? You know that some of us, we literally don't know how much power we have. Some people know how much power they have and they abuse it. Wow. I just really want you guys to know how much power you have. The Holy Spirit's in you. He's given you authority. He's given you an anointing. You might look funky with six different horns on your head, but, <laughs> but God loves you and you're a different kind of sheep. You guys following with me? I've heard a bunch of sermons on sheep before and afterwards I'm like, I don't want to be a sheep. Sheep are dumb. Why I got to be a sheep like that? That ain't the sheep of God. You were born in front of the water with the, with, the, with the tree in it. You were born again in the baptism of Christ. You're a different kind of sheep. A strong and powerful one. Victorious. Conquering. Why? Because the Lamb of God has conquered for you. And He wants to conquer in this world. Conquer what? Darkness. Sin. Brokenness. Brokenness in family situations. Brokenness over sickness. Death. Disease. God wants to literally set people free from sin. Yay. Some of our addictions need to be broken like a little baby twig. Some of you guys are like, man, that's a hard addiction. It's just a baby twig. How come I could say that with confidence? Because Jesus won. 2,000 years ago, he defeated that addiction for you. Begin to believe it and you'll see the victory. Yeah? Yeah? I know I'm like preaching four different messages in one, but that's what happens when you start talking about sheep. Wow. Wow. Everybody just close your eyes. Put your hands out like you're going to receive a gift from them. Wow, the kids are having fun. Listen to them. This is fun. It's like a theme park. I feel like I'm at Disneyland. I can't go to Disneyland, but I can come to church. Lord, I just pray that you'd move over us today. Lord, that you would be like a ram and just ram out dumb stuff out of minds, out of hearts, bad thoughts. I pray that you'd come like the Lamb of God, powerful, conquering, made known as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the descendant of David, the King the powerful one. I pray that you'd come, Lord, with all authority and power, with all wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would drive out sin from our lives. I pray that you'd bring us to repentance, those of us that need to. I pray that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you've transformed us and made us a new creation. Powerful, powerful, full of love, Lord God. Full of love, Lord.
want to give a moment. I just feel like some people are getting touched right now. Wow. The Bible says, set your mind on things above. I just want to encourage you right now. Some people are literally getting touched from God, and some people, some of us are just sitting here going, man, I wonder what we're going to do next. Right now, I just want you to see, see him. Start imagining Christ Jesus right before you right now, putting his hand on your head, and he's whispering something in your ear. What's he saying? Lord, I just thank you that you're moving in this church. Raise your hand if you're sick in any way. If you got uh, any hurt, raise your hand right there, 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 there. If you see a hand up right next to you, I want you to pray for them right now. Put your hands, stretch them out towards them. Pray for them like you really like them. Here's a really simple prayer. Okay, you ready for this? Say, bad stuff, go away. In Jesus' name. <laughs> I had a friend who rolled a hot dog on someone's arm and they got healed. <laughs> I'm going to bust out the pack of hot dogs right now so I'm rolling them on people. Just kidding. <laughs> you know God's, God's miracle power is not difficult? Right now, in Jesus' name, miracles. Lord, I pray that you would just come upon them right now, Lord. Thank you. Raise your hand if you got some funky family stuff going on right now for Thanksgiving. Raise your hand. If you see hands around them, I want you to pray for them right now. Let's go. Everybody say, funkiness, go away in Jesus' name. Let's go. God's going to move over families. God's going to move over families. The glory, that's the glory of a turkey. Eating a turkey, it makes you take a nap, right? It's just... It's going to put all drama to bed. It's going to put all the drama to bed. Wow. Raise your hand if you need a new house. Now, some of you guys live in mansions, okay? I'm tired. If you need a house, I'm just kidding. Raise your hand if you need a house. If you see the hand, pray for him right now. Let's go. Pray for me like you like him. Let's go. If you're not raising your hand, stretch your hand towards someone and say, say, new house in Jesus' name. One where the roof's not leaking. The faucet works. The plumbing works. In the spirit of uh, Pastor Jesse, who needs a new car? I'm not talking an upgrade from a Benz to a Bentley. I'm just talking who needs a car. All right, stretch out your hands. In the words of Pastor Jesse, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. You get... Say, new car, in Jesus' name. 
go, God. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, man, this might get real serious. I don't know if we should raise our hands. Raise your hand if you need some freedom. I'll put it like that. Raise your hand if you need some freedom in your life. Come on. Raise your hand if you need some freedom in your life. I want to tell you something. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If you got your hands raised, I want us all to put our hands up real quick. Say, I'm free. Say, I'm free. Say, I'm free. Say, there's no chains that can hinder me. Say, hallelujah. Now wait, if you've been feeling like you need freedom, why don't you keep your hands up right now? Everybody else, stretch your hands toward them right now. Everyone say, the blood of Jesus has set you free. Let's go. Anything that was feeling like difficulty, anything that was locking you up, blocking you up, is falling down in the name of Jesus right now. Raise your hand if you wanted to hear the voice of God. Uh, raise, your hand, raise your other hand if you want to experience like wild experiences with the voice of God. <laughs> Look at that. I was, I was, I pull up into my, uh, my parents' house. This is a couple years ago. I pull up in my parents' house with my buddy Kevin. We get out of the car. We're walking. He's four feet ahead of me. We're the only ones up there. We're in like these hills. There's no one there. Behind me, a whisper happens right behind me, but the whisper is so loud. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, you guys ever seen the movie Back to the Future? You know the big stereo and they turn up and the guy like flies 50 feet? Okay, okay. I'm walking. It was a whisper, but it was so loud it hurt my ear, okay? I'm walking right behind me, audibly. I'm not talking about in my mind thought. Audibly behind me goes, Micah. And it was so loud it made my ear ring. I turn around. I go, whoa, I thought someone was behind me. My friend Kevin turns around and goes, who is that? Both of us, we all heard it. And then we started walking around the car. We're like, someone's here. My ear was ringing for like 15 minutes. Isn't that wild? Raise your hand if you want some wild encounters. (laughs) Say, I'm his sheep. And I hear his voice. Let's go. The Bible says, his sheep hear his voice, and then strangers, they will not follow. Say, I'm a sheep. sheep. Say, I'm powerful. I get to hear from God. Isn't that fun? Wow. Raise your hand if you wanted to see, like, miracles happen, maybe, like, healings, other kind of crazy miracles. Wow, look at all you little Christians. Dude, this is fun. (laughs) Lord, we just pray you'd release miracles, signs and wonders through your people. You guys know in the Bible, in Acts chapter 4, they pray, the church prays. They say, God, stretch forth your hand that signs and wonders would be done in the name of Jesus. That's a prayer of the church. That's a good prayer. Someone's like, I don't know about miracles. Pray for them. You guys know in the Bible, it says, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. God, I pray that you'd manifest wild things through your people wild things, funky things, maybe speaking in tongues to people. They're like, what are you saying? Next thing you know, they're interpreting it for you. They're not even Christians. It happens. Wow. Wow. Raise your hand if you've never, if you want to speak in tongues. Maybe you haven't, you want to. Raise your hand. That's a serious question. Oh, here we go. Okay. Everybody right now, stretch your hands towards them. They want to right now. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. 
The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. The Bible says the Spirit came upon them. It says that they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Wow. You're getting prayed for right now. I want you to say, I want you to say to yourself, say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. More, Lord. Wow. You know what's wild about tongues is you think you're making it up at first until you speak to a Muslim person in Arabic and they tell you what you're saying. Or you speak to a, a, a military soldier and you're speaking in tongues and they go, dude, you speak Arabic? Or you speak to a Chinese person and they go, whoa, and they tell you everything that you're saying or you're speaking and someone else looks at the translation on Google Translate, which is really fun, and they go, dude, you just said this in, like, Swahili. Isn't that fun? You think you're making stuff up till you realize this ain't no make-believe religion. Yeah. I just want to encourage everyone that just got prayed for in your own time when you're with God. You go in and you go, you go God, I'm just here. Whatever the time is when you're alone, whatever, you're just praying, open your mouth and just say, Lord, I pray you fill my mouth. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Raise your hand if you want dreams and visions. The Bible says, I'll pour my spirit out on all people. The Bible says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall have visions. This is, this is a part of the gospel. Lord, I pray you to release dreams, release visions, release encounters. Raise your hand if you want angelic encounters. This is not some weird funkiness. This is the Bible. You know, the early church was so accustomed to angels. A guy comes to the door. They thought it was an angel, but it was a real person. <laughs> like, their experience of Christianity is quite a bit different than sometimes we encounter Christianity. A guy's knocking on the front door, and they go, and a girl goes to the door, sees the guy, goes and tells the people, and go, no, sweetie, it's just an angel. <laughs> Who would ever do that? When you're at your house and your daughter goes to the door, your friend goes to the door, they come back and they go, oh, you know, Josh is here. And they're like, no, he's not. It's his angel. (laughs) Guys, think about the depth of how wild that is. I pray for encounters for you right now in Jesus' name. Encounters right now. One time I was going across the country, and when we stopped in a, a hotel room, I got this wild prophetic word, which it was just wild, but it was God. But anyways, I get this word, and this is the word, ready? He says, says, Micah, the devil wants to take out you and your family, but he's not going to. And I go, oh, that's weird. And, and I thought he meant me and my friends. And I go out and I tell my couple friends, I go, I, go, I just heard this weird word, but I, I heard it was going to be okay. They're looking at me like, what? We're driving on the freeway. This is God on the street. This is a true story. We're driving on the freeway. A storm had been following us all the way across the country. We're coming over into California. My friend, she's driving the car, and as we're driving, a hailstorm comes and passes over us immediately, starts pouring on us. The car, this Jeep, hydroplanes, and we go complete, we're going like 70 miles an hour down a, like a straight mountain pass in a Jeep. Our car hydroplanes. We go completely sideways one way, and I'm thinking about this prophetic word, but check this out. In my mind's eye, while this is going on, I see an angel on top of the car with lassos 
around the wheels. And he's riding the car. Listen, this is a true story. We go completely one way, and we're like, whoa. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going, come on, God. Come on, God. I'm seeing this angel on top of the car. I hear my two friends are going, you know, they're talking to Jesus. Goes completely sideways. We're going down a mountain sideways on a Jeep. And then the car whips all the way around. Then we're going down sideways that way. This is a true story. God honest truth. And then the car goes back again. Then it jolts. And then we're back forward. And I go, oh, my God. The angel saved us. Isn't that wild? On that same trip, we're driving in a car. The girl in the back seat, she had a thing called lymphedema. Her leg was swolled up. Her toes were so swollen that there was no space between them. For years, years, for years, she, had, she hadn't been able to feel her ankle bone. She'd have to wear a brace when she walks around. We were driving. As we're driving, I'm in the car. <laughs> we're just talking about whatever. Holy fear comes in the car. We go, whoa. Immediately, I see two angels, twins in the back seat on the other side of this girl. The girl next to me goes, <laughs> she goes, oh my gosh, two angels just came into the car. I go, I know, they're twins. And she goes, I know. And she starts telling me what she's saying. I'm telling her what I'm saying. We're seeing the exact same two angels. I go, oh, this is crazy. God says, Micah, pull the car over. I want to heal Katie. We pull the car over. We put her foot. We start praying for ourselves. I'm not even joking with you right now. I watched blood flow like a river on the side of her toes. And separation happened. The, the swelling all around her ankle went down. She felt her ankle for the first time. I can't remember how long it was, like 10 years, 15 years. It was like 3 in the morning. She woke up her mom screaming in joy after. Isn't that wild? Angel encounters. Let's go. Raise your hand if you want some angels. Jesus, release them. There were sick people that would go to a pool, and they just lay there like, God, help me. And God with an angel would go and stir the water. First person in gets healed. Isn't that wild? That's a true story. That's a Bible story. Some of you guys are listening to my stories like, this guy's whacked out. Listen, there was an angel that would stir the water. First person in gets healed. Gift from God. Watch for it. Grab it when it comes. There was a guy who was lame. How long was it again? 38 years. Someone know out there? 38? 38 years. 38 years. I say 38. 38. I'm not even 38. (laughs) Not only was this guy older than 38, he'd been going to the pool for 38 years. Think about this. He had been in faith. Some of us, some of us are believing for God to do things, and we don't get it like microwave fast. It's like God's not real. This guy's coming for 38 years. Jesus sees this guy. He sees him. He says, you want to be made well? <laughs> I love that. He doesn't even assume. He's like, do you want to be made well? The guy says, yeah. He says, well, what's up? He says, every time the water gets stirred, someone else jumps in. I'm lame, Jesus. No one could put me in fast enough. Jesus sees his faith that he'd been waiting. He heals him right there. 38 years staying in the place of faith. Is that wild? Someone's like, God, please not me. 38 years? I think, I think that's a hero right there. 
I think that's someone to emulate. Someone who stays in faith for God to move. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, let's go. I love you guys. We got to end church, huh? What time is it? Oh, yeah, I got three minutes. Wow. 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 Just put your hands up and say, thank you, Jesus. Say, God, fill my house. Wow. In your relationships, the, the real relationships that you have, the spouses. Let's pray for the spouses real fast. Raise your hand if you're married. Raise your hand if you're married. Here you go, everyone. Put your hands out towards people that are married right now. Say, Father, bless their marriage. Bless their relationships. Give them love. Let them forgive quickly. <laughs> Let them be bounding in loving kindness. Gentleness. Say honor. Respect. Love. Kindness. Bless their marriages. Raise your hand if your spouse isn't a Christian. I see a hand. I see two hands. Anybody else? I see three hands. Look at this. Stretch out your hands right now. These ladies. The Bible says, ooh, and they're all women too. My God. The Bible says... Uh, if your husband is kind of living a certain way, contrary, but through your kindness, your quietness, your serving, your humility, it'll turn him. It'll turn him. So, Father, I just pray right now for your spirit of love to be flowing out so heavily that it turns the hearts of husbands, that it turns them, that it brings them to the kingdom, to the king. Even if maybe they've been saved, maybe some of them haven't. I just pray that it brings them right now, Lord God. Lord, I pray for miracles, signs, and wonders in those households right now in Jesus' name. Mm. Mm. Raise your hands. This might be a deep one, but babies. Who wants babies? Babies. Stretch your hands out. Say, God, make them baby makers. Bless the babies. Bless the babies. Baby makers. Bless the babies. Bless the babies. You know what's wild is that uh, they say with, with Jacob and the sheep story that there's these science, this is real science, like they've done scientific studies on those three tree branches or whatever, and they put it in water that it would like, help, and it was helping them, literally, scientifically, helping the sheep bear healthy, child, healthy uh, um, babe, lambs. Yeah, thank you. Baby, baby lambs. It was helping them produce baby lambs. But I feel like there's something on that story in God's grace for strength and a blessing over children. Father, I pray that you'd make... Raise your hand again if that was you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. That's it. Quiver full. Whatever it looks like. Say, God, what it looks like, I receive it. Quiver full right now. Quiver full. Blessing from God. Quiver full. Whatever it looks like. Say, whatever it looks like, God, I want it. Quiver full. Quiver full in Jesus' name. Wow. You guys having fun? I'm having fun. We're just praying. You know, when you ask God for things, one final thing I'm going to say. When you ask God for stuff, sometimes we think about, we think like, oh, God, maybe you do this for me, God, do this for me. Come to God knowing that He is. Who is God? God is patient. He's kind. God's your shepherd. God's your healer. God's your deliverer. God's your strength. God's your savior. 
God's your provider, right? You guys following me? You know, everything that he gives flows from who he is. I love that who God is in his nature is not bound up in himself where he's just so like, I'm all by myself. Who he is wants to provide. Who he is wants to heal. Who he is wants to save. It's literally in him. And I just was thinking, you know, as we're coming to him this week, when we're learning how to pray, Holy Spirit's teaching us to pray. The Bible says those who come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What's he want to reward you with? With who he is. With what flows from his nature. In young adults this last week, we were meditating on this scripture. Who is God to you? What does the Bible say who he is? That's what he wants to give you. That's what he wants to pour out in your life. You guys know he's a glad God? You know Jesus is anointed with the oil of gladness above his brethren? He wants to give you joy? You know he's the God of peace? You know he wants to give you peace? Let's go. Come to him. I just want to encourage you guys this week when you go to pray, I want you to start with not your tally list of what you want, but I want you to start with thinking about who he is. And then from that place, from who he is, the father, the birther of all, the creator of all, who, who supplies and nurtures all, that person, then, then start saying, Lord, would you pour that out? Who you are. Yeah? Wow, we're Christians. Okay, I got to stop. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for a Sunday outside. We just pray. Uh, this might sound like controversial, but we're going to do it. I'm truly, my heart's totally pure in this. We just pray for Gavin Newsom right now, Father. I pray for wisdom. I pray for guidance. I pray for every leader in this country right now, Father. Lord, I pray that you would just have mercy upon our nation. Lord, that your hand would come down to save, Lord God. Lord, that you'd grip us with a holy conviction in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that we would see that we are mighty warrior lambs, lions prowling in this place, Lord God, to love people, to lay down our lives for people, Father. I pray for revival in this nation, Jesus. I pray for a powerful church to rise up, to get excited with the works of God. Wow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, love you guys. Can the prayer team can come up. Eat with somebody you don't know because it's a fun thing to do. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.